Let's open our Bibles this morning to Psalm 24. Psalm 24 for our opening passage of Scripture. Let me read this in its three sections. The first two verses provide us a section, then verses 3 through 6, and then 7 to the end. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. The earth is the Lord's. What you do to it, you better remember it's the Lord's. What you do with it, what you take from it, and most of all, what you do on it, because it's the Lord's. And all they that dwell therein are the Lord's. We are the Lord's. He has created us and put us on this earth. And this psalm begins with the sovereignty of Almighty God. The earth is the Lord's. You are not your own. You are God's. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you desire. We are to please our Creator. If you're wicked, He made you as well. The Lord hath made all things for Himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. If you're the righteous, it says that He has us twice. Because in 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? And ye are not your own. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The sovereignty of God lifted up first, and then we're reminded that we are the Lord's. He's made us along with everything else in the natural creation. And he says in the second verse, the psalmist says that he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. If it were not for the creative act of God that proceeded from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, this earth would still be a dark, very dark, watery, void ball hanging in space. But he brought forth the dry ground out of it, and that is what we live on. If it hadn't been for that, there wouldn't even be an earth. God's made it all, and we should give him all the honor and the glory for it. The first two verses. Verses 3 through 6 ask a question answer the question, and then make a summary statement about the true citizens of Zion, the true inhabitants of heaven, the true children of God. Here's what we can learn about them. Verse 3, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in His holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. The question is, who goes to heaven? Who are God's children? Who are his people there in that third verse? The fourth verse gives us the answer. Clean hands. We haven't done anything wrong. 
pure heart, we haven't desired anything wrong. Hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, haven't thought anything wrong. Hath not sworn deceitfully, every vow we've made, whether it's our marital vows, whether it's our baptismal vows, whether it's our church membership vows, we keep and we keep them faithfully. This person, described in the fourth verse, is a true child of God. Without these character traits, we can't put ourselves in the third verse in the answer to those questions, nor can we put ourselves in verses 5 and 6. The person that has the character of verse 4, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. This is the man that shall be blessed. This is the man that God will reward and honor because of the character evidenced in that short fourth verse. This is the man that shall receive righteousness from the God of his salvation. God does the saving. And God provides the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is the character of those that shall not come into condemnation because they're clothed with Christ's perfect righteousness. Our works that are described in verse 4 do not earn or fulfill some condition for that righteousness, but they are the evidence that we shall receive it. And so it says, in the future tense, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. It is like John 5.24 that says, it's a wonderful verse to remember. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever heareth and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come in to condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Three phases and three aspects of our salvation, with one of them being future, because the man with this kind of character will not come into condemnation in the great day of judgment. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. The true description of seeking God is right there in the fourth verse. That's seeking God. It is not coming to church. It is not doing those outward aspects of religion, but it's doing what's in the fourth verse. This is the generation. This is the kind of man that seeks God, that seeks the face of Jacob. In this case, Jacob is put as the God of Jacob. Selah. Now verses 7-10. through The Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that we're here today because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. So listen to these words. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. David pitched a new tent for the Ark of the Covenant to replace the uh, old one that Moses had. And so there was a moving of the Ark of the Covenant which represented the presence of God between those two golden cherubim into David's new tabernacle. Psalm could have been used there. Psalm likely was used there. That Ark of the Covenant had to be moved from David's temporary tabernacle into Solomon's permanent temple. Psalm could have been used there and should have been used there. But in both cases, the tabernacle and the temple, the Ark of the Covenant 
They're all looking forward to the Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of God secured by Him, and He is truly the Lord of glory. And there was a day, and I appreciate our brother Spurgeon, who said that this is the Psalm of Ascension. Because when the Lord Jesus Christ left the atmosphere of this world and went into heaven, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory has arrived. And John certainly wanted to see him, and the choirs there in Revelation chapter 5 certainly welcomed him with great praise. And we today, we want to lift up our heads. We want to open up our hearts. And we want to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to glorify the Lord of glory. Amen. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. So from the sovereignty of God, that you are His to a description of the character of the righteous, to the praise of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the object of all our affections and faith, let us open our worship from Psalm 24. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, the earth is thine, and we are thine by creation, and we are thine by salvation. We thank Thee and bless Thee that we are twice Thine. We bless Thee and praise Thee, Heavenly Father, that You did form the earth, and You brought dry ground out of those waters, that You said, let there be light, and there was light, and everything we see and enjoy, the fruit of the earth, and a beautiful sunrise, a beautiful night with a moon, is all by Your ordination, and your power. The whole earth and all the inhabitants of it should be giving thee all their praise this day, which we do in thy house now. Heavenly Father, before the hills were formed and the mountains were brought forth, thou art from everlasting to everlasting God. Thou alone art I am. And we bless and praise thee. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ upon whom You place the government of Your kingdom and the increase of His government and His kingdom. There shall be no end, but it shall consume all its enemies, fill the earth and the universe. We are thankful that our Savior sits at Thy right hand, ever living to make intercession for us, but with a rod of iron in His right hand, beating His foes into submission as His footstool. And we thank Thee for Him. And we praise Him in Lord Jesus Christ. We bless and praise Thee as the glorious Son of God and ruler of the universe. We thank Thee, O Lord of heaven and earth, that You have put all principalities and powers and all angels under the Lord Jesus Christ. And He reigns above all. Satan has no room left in heaven. He can no longer accuse the brethren to thee because the Savior has cast him down. And we thank thee, Heavenly Father. Blessed God, when we look into this psalm and we see your sovereign power and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and we revel in it, and we truly do, and we thank and we bless thee for there is no God like unto thee. But we ask thee, O Lord, that when we look into the fourth verse, and we see there the character of the righteous, that You would search us, O God, 
and know us and know our hearts and try us and know our thoughts and see if there be any wicked way there and lead us in the way everlasting. Heavenly Father, we want to have clean hands and pure hearts and a soul that hath not lifted itself up to vanity, nor do we wish to have ever sworn deceitfully. But we ask Thee this day to cleanse us from all unrighteousness of every sort, that our worship will be acceptable in Thy sight. We thank Thee for this privilege. We thank Thee for the house of the Lord of the New Testament. It is a high honor and a precious privilege to be in it. And we pray that You would preserve us as a church, preserve each of our souls from the darkness and wildness that reigns in our flesh. Heavenly Father, our spirits are willing to worship Thee devotedly today. But our flesh is weak. If it were not for Your sustaining, inspiring power, we would fall asleep as faster, faster than the apostles did in the hour of our Lord's greatest need. Heavenly Father, be with all Thy servants and saints in every place. Preserve the government of this country for which we give Thee thanks. Bless our assemblies today and all the assemblies of saints. Preserve and keep those who are traveling and are away from us. Bring them safely back to us. Mm -hmm. And Heavenly Father, now grant us Thy presence by Thy Spirit in our hearts and the Lord Jesus Christ walking among His seven golden candlesticks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.